Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty fantastic, Ray. So it's a, a beautiful day here on the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River. Right. It's always the beautiful Tennessee River. It is. It's a fantastic view, and uh, it is a beautiful river. Right. It is. It's it's a nice river. <laughs> it's a good looking river, I'd say. Of all the rivers, you know that can, you can imagine. Can we say the good looking river? Good good looking Tennessee River. Can we change to that, or it's got to be the beautiful it's Tennessee good River? Good looking. I don't know. Um, I think I mean, consistency that, that, is key. That's right? almost its name now. Yeah. The beautiful Tennessee River. Yeah. I always screw it up and say, or I used to, and say the beautiful banks of the Tennessee River. Well, we're on the banks. But it's the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River. Oh, the beautiful it's banks. the river. Well, the banks are nice looking, too. <laughs> They're beautiful banks. That river's got banks, and I cannot lie. Good <laughs> by the brothers can't deny. Uh, <laughs> when a river rolls by with a pretty, pretty bank. And a round thing in your face. <laughs> you know, it's times like this that make me appreciate the fact that this is not a live show. Really? I think this would be perfect live material. Uh, well, or it might be good edited out material. Oh, okay. Well, uh, so we're here for another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. We are. A podcast about everything automotive. Eh. It's casual. A casual podcast, right? That's uh, what I love about this podcast is we can be real with folks. Uh, you know, we, we're not accountants. No, well, we're just, uh, we. This is the car business. Yeah. We don't hold anything back. Absolutely. You, you, uh, you're going to get a genuine idea as to our feelings on things. Absolutely, and I think that's important. Is that we, uh, you know, we come from a place of love and passion about uh, the car business. Yeah, and we want people to get better. Right, and uh, we don't mind when people steal our stuff so much. You know, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, John. Yeah. There have been uh, quite a few people who have echoed points that we've made. Mm-hmm. On it social may, media. Maybe it's coincidence. Yeah. But I'm going to say no, that they got it from us. And, you know, I mean, use our stuff. That's fine. That's why we put it out there. But, you know, hey, man, uh, you know, a tip of the hat to us, you know, a quick shout out. Hey, you know, I saw John and Ray were talking about this. SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com, baby. Right. You know. I mean, we, we see you. We know you're looking. <laughs> Stop yeah, playing. It, does, it doesn't go unnoticed, right. but that's fine. But hey, uh, yeah, okay. you know, all right. You, know, you you can either get it from the source or you can get it from the echo chamber. It, it doesn't matter either way. <laughs> hey, as long as we're improving the lives of the people in the business. Yeah, uh, that's, that's all we that's care about. That's thing, right? Yeah. Uh, what was it? Ronald Reagan, I believe, that said... Uh, uh, something like, it's amazing the things you can accomplish when you don't care who gets the credit. Yeah. Something yeah. like That's that. That's one of those famous Reagan quotes. Yeah, I may not have nailed it on the head, but... No, uh, but you got the general idea yeah, out there. You know. And you gave him credit. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, there's that. Yeah, I, I could have just, uh, you know, been like these other social media influencers right. and just passed that off like I had made it up on my own. Right. All right. So today we are going to talk about... Uh, Kind of like sales management slash F&I, Ray. All right. The topic is going to be who should submit a deal to the banks. No, it's not going to be. It is. It is. That's what the topic is. Right. 
But we're not there yet, so it will be <laughs> as soon as we start talking about it. Which is now. Right. So now we are talking right. about it. Uh, so we, we have a lot of ideas on this. We kind of brainstormed before the recording session here. We did. And I think it's important to clarify, well, maybe we should start here. Let's start at we're in the sales process. We're in the sales process. We have a salesperson and a customer sitting at the salesperson's desk. Yep. And we're presenting numbers. We're presenting numbers. Now the salesman has to go to the sales tower to get numbers from the manager. Right. And get a write-up we, sheet. Right. We get the write-up sheet. It's based on the average interest rate we've seen go out over the last 30, 60 days, whatever it is. Typically a little higher rate. Um, just because we have no idea what their credit score is or, you know, who, who exactly we're dealing with. Yeah, and we may not present 72 and 84 months as no. an option right up front. Right. We might do, you know, 36, 48, 60. Right. Do it, like you said, an average rate, you know, based on all of the customers that we sell cars right. to. I mean, in the, in the old school Foursquare, we do a payment between, you know, right. uh, 480 and, you know, 520. All right, so we all understand that. Hopefully nowadays, in my perfect world, dealers don't do that four no, square anymore. Right. They're doing like a 10 square and options. Right, uh, multi-quote they call it. Right, right. So, all right, now. And, and they say something about the, the payment. We you know, well, what's the rate? We go, well, it's the average rate. You know, certainly we'll get you the best rate, you know, according to your credit, the rate you deserve. And they go, well, show me what, you know, I mean, I, I want to see, you know, I mean, I'm interested, but. Right. So let's say in a, in a perfect world, you bring that write-up sheet out, the customer circles their down payment, they circle the payment they want, they agree to the numbers, and they sign off and boom, let's wrap the deal up and get insurance card and odometer statements and all this, put the deal packet together. Yeah. We give it to the sales manager, he gives it to the F&I guy, it gets in line, boom, we, you know, we're doing a service walk around for now. Right. Now. That doesn't happen very often. A lot of times, you know, the customer's saying, you know, that's too high. I don't have that much down. Let's get it down to brass tacks. Let's get exact figures here. Right. So I've seen sales managers tempted to say, oh, let me just plug this in. You know, this guy's in a hurry. I don't want to, you know, F&I guy, he's already got somebody in there. I can't wait. Let me just go ahead and submit this to the bank. Right. We've pulled credit. We've got a, a legitimate customer. He's interested in finalizing a deal. But let's see who's going to bite. Right. And then they click on every lender. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, even if they don't, even if they say, I'm going to pick these four. Well, they submit it and they screw it up. Right. You know, because I mean, let's face it. Look, sales managers are great. Right. I love them to death. Yeah. Never met one I didn't like. But. All right. But here's the deal, man. Finance managers, that's their wheelhouse. Right. They're talking to the banks every day. Right. They're the ones that the, the representative from the finance company is bringing cookies. Right. Right. And coming in and, you know, getting a few minutes of time with them in between uh, the deals that they're, that they're writing. You wouldn't have a sales manager writing up a service ticket. Right. So some- your point is... We should only allow F&I people to submit deals? That's a little controversial, and I can see why. But yes, I'm going to take a firm, flat-footed stance and say, you know, 98% of the time, there may be the exceptions, 
but you're a busy not, Saturday where right. he's, you know, each all, all my five finance deep. managers are four or five deep. Yeah, with files stacking up. But but you know, you know from experience as well as I do that that two percent exception creeps up to four percent and ten percent, and then before you know it, forty percent of the deals are being submitted by sales managers. And uh, I would suggest it's higher than that. Right, a lot higher than that. And if I have sales managers out there listening, saying, "Well, why?" You right. know, I mean, I, I know how to submit a deal. I have the same access. Right. But do you know that? You know, back in my day, it was Fifth Third was a good lender. Did you know that Fifth Third just you know offered a one point incentive for 2015 to 18 models right did you know that ally used to buy 110 percent? now they're buying 125 right you know all of these little intricacies of putting a deal together it's, and some of those things are just going on right now and within three weeks they won't be doing that anymore right right, right. i mean it's kind of like rebates and incentives Finance companies are, you know, as they want more paper coming through, they're going to extend their, you know, percentages that they'll go or their, you know, how deep they'll buy. You know, Fifth Third is pretty much a top tier lender. But so, you know, they might go down to a mid-level for a short period of time because they're just not getting enough uh, deals coming through. Yeah, and not to mention the fact that that lender may have called the F&I manager uh, you know, yesterday and said, man, you've only sent me five deals this month. Last month you sent me 50. What's going on? Right. And the F&I guy's playing it out saying, well, how do you want to prove anything? You know, everything's got to be an 800 beacon. And, right. And you don't even offer 2.9. I can yeah. get it over here, you know. Well, and it's, and it's, so, so that representative, let me finish, the F&I vendor rep is begging for more deals. Well, that F&I manager can call up and say, here you go, man. You said you wanted more. Right. I go. just sent you three, right? And it looks like I'm not getting anything back on them. Whereas a sales manager is not privy to that conversation. Right. He doesn't know to call up Jason at. Uh, and I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's it's the case as much today as it was when I started in the car business. But uh, you know, a good F and I person is going to have a couple of underwriters that they have their extension. <laughs> on speed dial. Absolutely. Right? So I know I can call this guy and go, hey, I'm getting ready to send you a deal. It's on the on the edge as far as what you guys have typically approved. However, you know, this is, I think it's a strong deal. It's certainly one I want you to take a look at. Um, you know, I mean, they, they know the intricacies and the ways around. And not to mention, hey, I can call the, the regional rep that signed us up, you know, right. begged for our business, begged to be added to our portfolio of lenders. And now I'm dealing with some, you know, office personnel in Baltimore. Right. I can call up my local regional rep and say, hey, look, I've sent these guys six deals since we signed up. They haven't bought any of them. What's right. going on? Right. I, I, you know, here's one you can help me out with. And I think another thing that a savvy F&I person does well now, if they're any good at their job, is they know what the computer will automatically approve and what it won't. You know, I mean, they can restructure that deal to get just within those parameters that they know they're highly likely to get an immediate approval without anybody's eyes seeing it. 
Man, what a great point, yes. If I'm at 127% and I know this bank will do poor credit, you know, they're buying low scores right now and they'll do 125%. Right. I'm going to make it yeah, I'm let, gonna let get me, down to 124. Yeah, let me call the tower. Hey, put $300 more in this trade, and I guarantee you I'll get an answer. Right, approval. and then I got an approval. Yeah. So, yeah. Good stuff. I, it's, it's, they are the professionals in that area, right? So why not have them be the submitting person the majority of the time? But it doesn't happen. Yeah, and, and let's, you know... Let's get into the real world for just a second here and kind of, you know, give benefit of the doubt to the sales managers. Um, if we've got, if we have a range, you know, the customers signed up to a range and, you know, we, it's bullets credit and it's a straight deal, right. you know, no trade or we're, we are uh, good in the trade, you know, we're not upside down. Right. And I know I can submit this to Ally or to Ford right away and get an instant approval. Okay. Yep. You know, go ahead. Yeah. But if you're not on a time crunch, if you don't have to do that, give your half an eye guy, number one, a chance to make money from right. the deal. Now, you, <laughs> you know me well enough to know I will beat the hell. Right. Out of the reputation of an F and I guy for cutting the front on a deal, right? That better not happen. No, yeah. but <laughs> we've seen those. Yeah, where you got a great deal, it's approved, and it comes out of F and I, and all of a sudden a three pounder went to a thousand dollar front, and uh, now you're making a you know. Let me tell you, man. I, I'll tell you a story of when I was a salesperson. Yeah, and had a. Uh, just a perfect example story. So I've got a guy here that comes in that visited me like six months earlier. Right. And traded in like a challenger for, he wanted a brand new Ram, like 2,500, Longhorn, loaded. Guy had bullets credit, all the money, all the income in the world, was good to go. And I write this deal up, and it's like a $12,000 front-end deal. Yeah, so sales manager hardly wanted to write it up, but you know, hey, uh, the guy's signed right here. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's a done deal. Oh, that deal, the sales manager gets it. You know, the sales manager. He, he was a you know a quote used car manager. He says, "I got to talk to him. I'm not sending this to F and I without talking to the guy." Right. I'm like, "Come on out and talk to him, but you better not screw up my right. deal." <laughs> <laughs> He comes out. He's like, "Hey, Mr. Jones, just want to, you know, hey, we're gonna get everything ready. Paperwork started. Are you good with these? Okay, just want to make sure." And the guy's like, "Yeah, yeah, let's do. You know, right. uh, it's a little bit higher than I wanted, right, but I'll right. do it." Yeah. So, all right. So fast forward about six months, and this guy comes back in. He says, "Hey." You know, I got this truck. I really, I hate the diesel. I hate the gas mileage. I'd really rather have my Challenger back. You know, do y'all still have it? No, it's sold. Of course. But let me tell you, we have, some, we have some new ones that just came out, and man, are they fantastic. And we got some great rebates. Right? <laughs> yeah. That'll hopefully eat up some of that uh, <laughs> negative equity you got. So, so you know, we get 15000 down <laughs> to cover its negative or whatever, and uh, send the deal in, and it's like a $6,000 deal, $7,000 deal. Yeah. <laughs> send it back to F&I. And, uh, are you selling over MSRP? I mean... How do you get a six thousand dollar front end yeah. on a new car? Well, 
what is MSRP, Ray? Uh, what is MSRP? Yeah. The manufacturer's suggested retail price? Is that what you're asking me? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't say manufacturer's defined retail price. <laughs> it's just a suggestion. Ma it's not MMRP, maximum retail price. It's, it's a suggested price. All right. I mean, you think the new uh, Broncos that come out are going to sell for suggested retail? Uh, yeah, they right. will eventually. <laughs> All right. Well, so... Uh, so so, so you got a six-pounder. Like, but it's like 9.30 at night, right? right? There's one sales manager left, and he's waiting to go to the bar. Right. We got one F&I guy there, and he's waiting to knock somebody's head off. He's, you know, he's been there an hour after he was supposed to leave. Right. And he's like, I'm going to make this worth my while. <laughs> yeah. If I'm staying late, I'm going to make some money doing it. So I, I put the guy in the box. Everything's good to go. And I even prep the guy. I'm like, look, uh, don't let that guy change the numbers on you. <laughs> don't let him. <laughs> Like he might try to pitch you some stuff, and you buy whatever you want, but don't shame let him on you, John. Figures. How dare you? Oh God! So I put him in the box. I and, go, and, and, and I would venture to say, mm -hmm. let me throw this out there as a possibility, and you can confirm or deny. Yeah. But you and that particular F and I person, whoever it was, probably were not the best of friends. Well, I think we had a great mutual respect for each other. Okay. I mean, we each knew how to make money. Right. But. But, yeah, m money was the. I, I would say one of us was ethically lacking. Okay. <laughs> and it wasn't the guy making $12,000 on a car deal. Right. <laughs> um, so I put, it, I put him in the box. I, I, detail's gone. Right. So, I, you know, me being the hardworking salesman I am, I pull the car back. I wash it. Right, yeah. You know, I, do all this. I don't need detail. Right. Just go, do the deal, and uh, I'll have it cleaned up and ready to go when he comes out. Come out. The guy comes out. I'm like, hey, you good? Are you ready to go? Hey, here's your new car. Congratulations, man. I'm so excited to have you back in a Challenger like you love. And he says, yeah, he gave me really great news. He gave me more for my train-in. He found more money. <laughs> he cut the deal. I'm like, what? Oh, I love it. I knew instantly what had happened. Sure. I go back. I don't know if I did it that night or I waited for the commission slip to come out the next day or whatever. And it turns from a $6,000 deal to a $2,000 oh. deal. <laughs> but... The guy had made 6000 on the back end. Right. right? Bought every product you had. Oh, yeah. Loaded you up. Hey, oh, for that same payment, what if I could get you, you know? I blew up. I blew up. And I remember our sales manager, a mutual friend that I won't disclaim, uh, he says, John, you made two grand on that deal. That's a pretty good deal. Right. $2,000 gross on a new car? Right. That's pretty good. I almost slapped <laughs> Uh, this is a big dealer group. I said, I'm calling the home office. This this ain't gonna fly. Right. You know, they gotta know that your F and I guy is cutting front end deals to add product. Hey John, uh, let's not get crazy. Here. I'm, like, uh, I'm like, I don't know of a dealer principal in the world that would say I would rather have back end profit than front than front end profit. Right. right. You know, and I this was my case I'm making. <laughs> They can cut that, bro. And, and what, can, they can charge that back. And, this guy could cancel tomorrow. And I'm tomorrow. sure that manager said, listen, John, I, I got a couple of house deals. I'm going to slide you. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Yeah, my wife's thinking of buying a car. Yeah, brother. he's going to go yours. through you, brother. Yeah. I call. That, that was on a different deal. 
I'm gonna get you a couple hundred fifty dollar mini deals. Yeah, but uh, I think the way what they did was they came back and said, "I'll tell you what, we're gonna give you a quote unquote bonus on that unit uh, to make up my commission." All right. I said, I, I said, as long as I'm getting paid, yeah. I don't care. But that is wrong. That's yeah. dead wrong. Somebody better have a very stern conversation <laughs> with that guy. <laughs> Uh, but that so guy, I gotta tell you, man, that guy was a bullet finance manager. Yeah, I mean, he got all the money every time, right? As evidenced by my right. case in point. Yes. Anyway, good stuff. All right, man. I believe it's thirty percent of the time, based on what's going on in the dealership, that you need your desk manager submitting deals. Wait. You say you you think it's thirty percent of the time that, that you that it's proper that, for a sales manager to submit. Then it's not logistically feasible to wait for a finance manager to okay. submit the deal. Well, I, I think it's worth the profit in the long run to uh, you know wait that time. But, okay, but you know again, hey, yeah. there are the exceptions. I'll give you that. Right. It's a busy Saturday or right. you know the guy's yeah. got six deals in front of you. Yeah. You got three finance manager and they're all stacked up, you know, yeah. four and six deep. Right. But then I mean, please, if you're a sales manager and you're going to submit that deal, please do it to like two or three lenders. Yeah. Don't blast them out well, and, and shotgun to everybody you can. Honestly, I mean, I've known some uh, some desk managers who had done F&I. Yeah. So they had an understanding. Now they don't have their finger on the pulse right. of exactly what's going on within the industry because it it changes pretty significantly from you know month to month, uh, most definitely from year to year. Yeah. So if you haven't been in F and I for you know five years to say, well, listen, I did F and I. I know how to do this. Yeah, but you you know. Right, if it's the, the market if it's changes, the bullet, or it's the you know subprime, get me done. You should have some idea as to you know where you want to direct this. And it's the same type of deal with like you know if you have a dedicated used car manager. Well, he knows what's going on at the auctions. Right. You know, he knows what the trends are. He knows what these things are bringing. Yeah. Um, you know, let that guy do your appraisals. Yeah. The new car manager knows what the factory's building. He right. knows how easy it is to get something in. Right. He knows what the rebates are doing and what that landscape looks like. Oh yeah. So let's appreciate everybody's role. Oh yeah. And if you're a sales guy and you you want to get a deal done. Get your new car manager to appraise the used car, <laughs> right? The trade, right? Or if you want to make some big money because you got somebody here that you think you can make money on, let your used car manager desk the deal. Well, Ray, I think you've made some uh, questionable points, and mine have been <laughs> totally valid and uh, poignant. We will allow the listeners to determine. <laughs> No, I appreciate uh, your thoughts and input, and yeah, I think we we get to the mutual point of when and wherever possible. Let's have the expert do the expert's job. Yeah, right. Let's have finance do finance, sales right. managers do sales, service managers do service. service. Right. Even you know, used car managers do used cars. Yeah. New car managers price their new cars. I mean, yeah, we, we we have we have placed those people in those roles for very specific reasons. Right, right. So let's utilize their expertise. I agree. As much as possible. Well, I certainly agree. And Ray, I want to thank everyone for listening. Yeah, we appreciate you listening and we hope you'll listen again.
If you would like to learn more about John and Ray, visit our website, SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com, where you can also listen to additional episodes or read articles we've written. Or email us directly, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. We'd love to hear show ideas, comments, feedback. What about dealers and sales managers, Ray? If you're a dealer or manager who would like more information on our sales training, BDC training, new hire training, or process evaluation and improvement, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. And don't forget about the total dealership assessment, Ray. That's where we come in, evaluate the sales process, look at the lead flow. I mean, if you've got leads that you're not handling properly, we can help. And we can help both on the variable and fixed operation sides of the dealership. Right. And these are immediate action items that you can put in place tomorrow to sell more cars or write more ROs. Right. Simply email us info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. That's info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com.